0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome
1: network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: It is the Late Show on a Friday evening. We've made it through the week And the weekend is here. Steve Thompson and Josh Wheeler is our producer. Chris Tubbs is out tonight. Henry is out tonight. So they have gone to the bench, and it is Steve and Josh until 9 o'clock tonight. And we welcome you aboard. And we want to point out something early that the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line is always available to you, 651-461. 9226. And we brought it up on the program. And, and this wasn't a very well-kept secret that Congressman Dean Phillips is running for president. Made the announcement today. It's been covered all day here on the radio. Uh, there's a ton of content available online at WCCradio.com and the free Odyssey app. We, we've got it covered for you. But we brought it up on the show on Thursday night when I was in for Henry. And I'm trying to put this in context. Once again, it is extremely unusual for a member of the Democratic Party and a sitting member of Congress to primary an incumbent president of the United States by all accounts, has intentions of running for re-election. It uh, very well, at the moment, appears that it will be President Joe Biden against former President Donald Trump, um, and RFK Jr. could be in the mix, we'll we'll see about that, um, next fall, and who will become the next President of the United States. So it is extremely unusual for Dean Phillips to do what he's doing. I I, I think that's been clearly well-established. But he has said on these airways, uh, particularly with Chad Hartman, that that he feels like President Biden is too old, it's time to pass the torch, and you heard that in the news a moment ago. Uh, He he laid out the vision, it's time for the next generation to take over. And And I think on... A certain level, I I do agree with that. It it is time for some some new blood in major decision making positions. And I, I I was trying to create how much of an underdog Dean Phillips is going into this presidential race. You may have read that he. Missed the deadline to get on the ballot for the primary in Nevada. He He's putting all his eggs in the New Hampshire basket with the idea that if he can get on the radar in New Hampshire, that he might be able to build momentum. And then on the show last night, we brought up the idea really what's in play here. Knowing that him getting the nomination is the longest of long shots. I, I mean, we're talking miracle on ice you know the the old the old thought that the the Soviet Union and the United States 1980 versions could play a hundred games, and the United States might win four or five times, maybe maybe, maybe less, but they did win that night in Lake Placid, New York. So there, there's always a chance. He's in the race. He's he's in New Hampshire. Uh, he, he's he got some money behind him. He's got his own money to to fund this campaign. But, but beyond that, really what's at play here? Is he bored with Congress and just really isn't interested? In, and does he really believe he can be the nominee and be the next president of the United States? And I sit here at ten past six, and I like him. I live in his district. I have voted for Dean Phillips in previous elections. I like the guy. I, I think, by all accounts, he's done a pretty good job. And at this moment, I have absolutely no idea what he's thinking. I, I think this would be like P.J. Fleck coming out before the season and saying, we're going to win the Big Ten title. And we're going to go on and win the national championship. And while well, that would be great, even the hardest of hardcore Golden Gopher fans would think that that's preposterous. No, they're not going to win the Big Ten. And beyond that, they're not going to go on and win a national championship. It ain't happening. There, there, there is no way that happens. And I put this in the same category. And for those of you that aren't familiar with sports or don't follow sports, if P.J. Fleck came out at the beginning of this season and said, the Golden Gophers are going to win the Big Ten title and we are going to run the table and we are going to win the national championship. In my opinion, that's how crazy this is. And, And once again... I voted for him. He's my representative in the House of Representatives. And it, it makes no sense. Now, the fact that uh, Governor Tim Walls and party officials here in the state, uh, there, there are people annoyed at the national level that, that this is productive or is counterproductive. Uh, makes it even more interesting on the day he made the announcement. Now, I, I don't I, I, I don't want him to do badly. I'm not rooting against him. Um I, I do agree with some of the statements that we do indeed need change. We we do indeed need new blood. That some sort of term limit, whatever that looks like might be a good idea to cycle people in and out so they're not there for a generation or more you know we we talk so much about what the founders intended and if you paid at all any attention at all in school you you, you kind of you learn about the constitution and you learn about what the founders intended and I, I don't think anywhere I learned along the way that the intention was is that peop- these people would get elected and go to Congress year after year after year after year and become entrenched. President of the United States is limited to two terms. If Joe Biden is reelected next year, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like that idea, That would be it. If Donald Trump is re-elected, I know there's a lot of people that don't like that idea. That would be it. He couldn't run again. Barack Obama, two terms. George W. Bush, two terms. Not eligible to be President of the United States. That's it. And... I, I think what, what Dean Phillips is trying to do is maybe change things and and trying to bring new blood into the mix, but I, I, I don't know about taking on a sitting president and angering a bunch of people in your own party. And then beyond that, it makes you wonder, um, what's the future hold for him, um, this congressional seat? Does he want to continue to pursue higher office, whatever that is. Maybe he wants to leave Congress. Maybe he's setting the stage for, at some point, running for governor. Maybe he's done with politics. Maybe he wants to develop a television career. He has the freedom of a lot of money behind him. He doesn't need to work. He, He, on a lark, can run for president. He has the wherewithal to do that. I'm not begrudging him that fact. But in reality, Dean Phillips isn't worried about where the mortgage payment is going to come from or how he's going to pay for groceries or make the car payment and all of those other things that most folks worry about. He, he doesn't have to worry about that. So very interesting to me on on really what what the plan is here. You know, about getting new blood. For me... The the simplest solution would be, instead of running for president, start a campaign and get people on board that we need term limits. That The president of the United States faces, you can serve two terms, and that's it, you're done Why not Congress? Why not Senate? I've never understood why there would be this ability for someone to just serve in perpetuity. Especially in these districts, if you're of a certain party. Some districts, if you're a Democrat, some districts, you're a Republican. Betty McCollum, uh, serving over in the St. Paul area, Ramsey County. She can probably serve as long as she wants. Is that, and I'm not knocking Betty McCollum, but is that a great idea? Or would it be better, you know, that... Two-year terms, you get six. You're there for twelve. Senators, couple of terms, twelve years. Isn't that enough? I, I would be more in favor of Dean Phillips bringing new blood into the process by pursuing something like that, something like term limits. Should we have a discussion in this country about whether you're a liberal or a conservative? about supreme court lifetime appointments you know is that really a good idea um i i know it was something the founders but when when the country was founded life expectancies life expectancies were a lot different than they are today in the 17 or 1800s A lifetime achievement was, yeah, they may serve till they're 50. Or, you know, if they really ate their fruits and vegetables and minded their P's and Q's, maybe 60. (laughs) Life expectancies have changed a lot. So, well, well, Dean Phillips brings up, yes, new blood. Uh, Maybe Biden and Trump are too old. And remember, Joe Biden isn't that much older than Donald Trump. So for those of you that want to play that card, um, Mr. Trump's getting up there, just like Mr. Biden. Um, but, but maybe Dean Phillips could have been more effective talking about something. If indeed he wants new blood, next generation, new ideas, fresh ideas, that, that we really get serious about term limits. And sending new people to Washington, not the same old, same old, same old. Congressman John Doe from Maryland's 3rd District has been serving in Congress for 36 years. Come on. To me, that makes absolutely no sense. Go there, present your ideas, move forward. Move on would be my idea. 651 4619226. Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. 651 4619226. And I don't think this is a, a Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal idea. I just think if Dean Phillips really believes he's going to be the Democratic nominee and be running for president in fall of 24? I don't know. I, I, I think there are ways that uh, he he could be more effective and bring forth the ideas that he's talking about right out of the gate. It is 620 here at News Talk, three WCCO. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, a little bit later on... Uh, some sports here and there we'll sprinkle that in as you heard in the news high school football playoffs get started tonight uh, 16 games among the big schools 32 teams 16 games tonight and then a ton of games tomorrow 94 games in class a through nine man on saturday so a very busy weekend indeed high school football playoffs of course, state soccer tournament moves to U.S. Bank Stadium next week. State cross country. We've got volleyball around the corner. Uh, a lot going on there. Six twenty-one here at News Talk eight three zero WCCO. It is the late show. Stephen for Henry tonight on a Friday night. Thanks so much for joining us. We have made it through the week. Here we are on the weekend. A little bit later on in the hour, uh, Andy Greeter will join us. Some Loons news. And we'll talk, hold and go for football. Sparty in town for a tilt at Huntington Bank Stadium. Uh, we'll get into that right now. Dean Phillips made the big announcement. It wasn't a very well-kept se- secret. few things are in politics that, you know, word gets out and, you know, the media is gathered. And in reality, they they want Minnesota media coverage so reporters can fly in and get settled in. I mean, there's there's no way they had that uh, motor coach rolling down the highway. I, I don't know where they did the work, but it was seen in Ohio, if you remember, headed for New Hampshire. You, you can't keep this stuff secret. Um, it, it still gets back day of the announcement, and people have been kicking it around all week. You know what is the end game? What's he trying to do? Because I I would argue it is a gigantic long shot. But we do want to get to the city's one. Plumbing talk and text line, and I think there's some good ones. Um, uh, he believes, as I do, that our country can't afford four more years of Trump, and that's where it seems to be headed. Uh, if you look at the polls right now, Trump it does have a lead, a wide lead for the Republican nomination, and and a lead over Joe Biden. And if if you throw independent RFK Jr. into the mix. Uh, Maybe even a bigger lead. Um, So, um, I'm an independent voter and I live in the 3rd District. I have voted for Dean Phillips. I would vote for him 100 times before I vote for Joe Biden. Anyone who is being honest with themselves would have to admit that President Biden is not physically or cognitively able to run the country. He may have a deep bench behind him, but we elect presidents to lead this country, and he is incapable of doing it. Um, I'm not exactly sure where you're getting the physically or cognitively able to run the country. I think if you're going to be fair, I think if you're going to be truly fair, you you would look at President Biden, and former President Trump, and look at them side by side. What they say in public, how they say it in public, how they handle themselves. And it would be very interesting to me to have independent doctors examine both men and present reports on who's in better physical condition. Because remember, Joe Biden is only a few years older. Than Donald Trump if you're gonna be fair and honest about it would you say based on what you know that Donald Trump is far more physically fit than Joe Biden I don't think you I think you can look at the guys and say that that's not the case if you're gonna be honest because they are about the same age they're getting up there Trump's now in his late 70s, Biden's in his early 80s. And you know the 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 age thing is a double-edged sword. And I and I think, you know, cognitive ability as well. If you listen to them speak, no one is a perfect speaker. Nobody. But but if you listen to Joe Biden and then you, Donald Trump had, at one of his rallies or one of his things. And how they, they put together sentences, how they make their points. I you know, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think you can clearly say one is superior physically or mentally than the other. I, I, I just don't I don't think that's a fair statement. And then I think big picture about new blood into politics. The the system is where where you become entrenched. Text her on our city's one plumbing talk and text line. You got Amy Klobuchar, Walter Mondale, Hubert Humphrey. Um, the list goes on and on and on of of people not only here in Minnesota but around the country that well, they they get into these jobs and they stay. They, 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 they want to stay in the Senate. They want to stay in the Congress, and I, I, I think there was a terrific text on on term limits. Um, and this is from the text line. Dean Phillips has a better chance of becoming president than he does getting term limits passed, and that's not happening when greedy, self-serving people can decide their own rules. And that's been the criticism about raises, et cetera, uh, for legislatures or Congress for the long time. Well sure they are. They're, they're, not, they're not gonna limit their longevity. They're they're not gonna put anything on the books that says, well, after twelve years or eighteen years or whatever the number is, you gotta leave. You gotta go do something else. Um And like I say, I I think this is difficult. But circling back around to Dean Phillips, really, what is the goal here? Because I'm deeply concerned if he actually thinks he can get the nomination. I I, I just think it's preposterous. I wish him well. It's his right as an American. And and he has deep pockets. He has the, the ability to do it. But if the only idea that he's going to bring forth is is that we need somebody younger, well, you got to do better than that. You got to you got to do better than that. I I I just don't think that that's going to be a selling point. The only other theory I heard, and before we break, is an important theory, is the idea that he is doing this as a public service, trying to drag others into the race. To, to challenge Joe Biden. That that he's hoping other Democrats will, will take the bait or take his lead and jump into the race and challenge President Biden. Because he is struggling in the polls at the moment. We could talk for hours about potentially why that is. And that President Trump is surging, former President Trump, is is surging in the polls right now and has been able to repel all challengers on the Republican side. He will be the nominee, the way it looks. But I also feel the same about Joe Biden. President Biden wants to stay in and run for president in 2024. He will be the nominee. And if if you had to wager your own money, it'll be Biden against Trump and who the third-party candidates and the other noise are. That's what makes the announcement so interesting. What's really going on here? It is six thirty-two, twenty-eight 28 minutes now in front of 7 o'clock. Um, another one from our Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. I would love to be able to vote for someone under the age of 78 on either side. Oh, there you go. Maybe the idea will get traction. Maybe both guys are too old that maybe Dean Phillips is just trying to spur that idea that maybe we can do better, that we can put forth better candidates in the fall of 2024. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather uh, here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. And then uh, we'll, we'll segue into something far less serious. Golden Gopher football tomorrow, Michigan State in town. Uh, They have Floyd of Rosedale coming off a big win over Iowa. And the loons make a little news. We'll get into that with Andy Greeter of the Pioneer Press here on News Talk. E3O WCCO.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Golden Gopher football. Huge win at Iowa. It's been a long time. Floyd of Rosedale back in the cities. A lot of celebrating uh, uh, a win that's been a long time coming uh, in the P.J. flight era and the man who covers him for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com is Andy Grader. And, Andy, uh, quite a week after a uh, big, big win down at Iowa.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so, without a doubt. I think you can see the, the joy and excitement that everybody had uh north of the border at least, over you know, winning for the first time in eight years. TJ Fleck winning for the first time in in six years. Uh he had lost six times prior. And uh yeah, it was just a kind of an enormous moment for this team to be able to, to uh to get the job done.
2: Yeah, it as it, crazy as it was, my mom and dad both graduated from the U uh a long time ago. And my my dad's a huge Golden Gopher football fan. And they are traveling overseas, and he and he got a hold of me Sunday, uh, and and they're traveling in Croatia, and wow. want to talk about the game. So awesome. uh, big deal! It, it it spread all over the world. Yeah. The the win over Iowa. Yeah, I mean it means a lot to a lot of people, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's no you know the
1: Gophers, you know primary rival with Wisconsin, and it's it's a game that has been outside of the Gophers' grasp in Iowa City since. Uh, 1999 and out of their grasp entirely since 2014. You know, it's just it's just wild to see, you know, kind of the way that they were able to do it and the amount of joy and emotion that was throughout the the stadium. Right. I mean, I've been to that stadium in 15, 17, 19, and 21, and in 19 and 21, the Govers had a chance to to win the West and, and lost it in heartbreaking fashion. And and you saw the anguish on guys like Carter Coughlin's face and Thomas Barber and. And Tanner Morgan, and you just saw how much it meant to them that they lost that game because they were doing it for the people that they couldn't do it before them, right? So then you fast yeah. forward to, to to Saturday, and you get wafts of cigar smoke coming in. People are talking about the pig without even seeing it. Three people are carrying it in. Ethan Kelly manus is shouting at the top of his lungs. Uh, you know, Joe Rossi's on top of the lockers banging. You know, you see the elation on guys like Danny Strigo's face, who's who's from Orono. There's just so many uh, Nathan Bowes from Lakeville, and all they did was talk about the guys that that couldn't do it before them and how much it means to them to be the ones to be able to do it. It was just, you know, one of those games that you're never going to forget.
2: Yeah, and Andy, there's got to be a sense of relief for P.J. Fleck because he he has been able to beat the Badgers. And the the thought coming in when P.J. started, and I think this has been true for Golden Gopher (laughs) football coaches throughout my life, it's kind of like, if you can beat Iowa and you can beat Wisconsin, that's a big deal. So he's got to be relieved.
1: Yeah, he told he told the story about having a 20-year-old Pappy Van Winkle sitting in his liquor cabinet since he came to the Gophers, and <laughs> it had Iowa on it, and people would come over to his house and they'd say, you know, let's open that. Let's dig into, you know, that tasty, expensive Kentucky bourbon. And P.J. would be like, nope, can't do it. Not going to do it. And he was able to crack a, a similar 15-year-old pappy when they beat Wisconsin in 2018. And this kept staring at him in the liquor cabinet. This one kept eluding him in the Hall of Fame room where the Gophers keep their rivalry trophies, where they've had the ax a number of times over the last five years. So, yeah, this one obviously was enormous for him. He touched pig and he touched Florida Rosedale on the field at, in Iowa City. And he became emotional and put his head in his in his towel and came out, you know, a very confident game that P.J. Fleck does when he comes out of big moments like this, and uh, yeah, I mean it meant it meant a lot to everybody. Like we said, like your dad in Croatia, my dad yeah. in Florida, who's also a go for a long, you know. What I mean, yeah. and then just all of the other things that went on with the game. It was just, no, it wasn't just you know beating Iowa. It was in the fashion that they did that you know it was just so monumental and so controversial to everyone south of the border and, and all of the fallout with all of that. You know, just added to you know kind of what's going to be an unforgettable uh, win and loss on both sides of this rivalry and just deepen something that is already very spiteful and hateful that we saw uh, in Iowa City on Saturday.
2: Andy Grady joining us from the Pioneer Press on the John Schuster Coldwell banker hotline. talking can Golden go for football on this Friday night. They need to turn the page and focus on Michigan State. That I'm sure has been said a number of times in the past couple of days around practice and around the facility. Uh, Sparty struggled. But for Minnesota, you you don't want that letdown. It's a home game. They are favored by seven. And now they've got to go out there and get it done, get a victory, and take another step toward bowl eligibility.
1: Don't have another Northwestern comes down to that. Right. It's plain simple. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you win a rivalry game on the road and put yourself in a position to potentially win the Big Ten West in the last year that it exists, and that requires taking business uh, against the Michigan State team that's lost five in a row, that is an interim coach after Mel Tucker, you know, was fired and found responsible for sexual harassment allegations uh, in early September. And, you know, Northwestern had similar issues with their head coach being ousted and a, a program that is believed to be downtrodden, but at the same time is a Big Ten program, and you need to be able to put it together on Saturday. And I think this go for offense still leaves a lot to be desired. They're going to be able to to do it. Uh, but, yeah, obviously this has been stressed because for every alum that was texting, you know, Coach Rossi or Coach Fleck, uh, after being able to get the win, are gonna you know be lamenting if they're not able to get it done on Saturday, and it, it goes both ways. You know, you get tension, and I like they say, you know, the standard goes up, the price goes up, it gets it gets more expensive.
2: Yeah, and as you look between now and the end of the regular season, Michigan State uh, tomorrow, uh, Illinois, another home game, then on the road at Purdue, at Ohio State. You know, we we know the deal there and then Wisconsin right back here. So there are opportunities uh, after that Iowa win kind of takes the sting off of some disappointments from earlier in the year, uh, kind of the beatdown at North Carolina, uh, the dreadful loss at Northwestern, uh, the Michigan game didn't go well. But my my point being is, is that there, there's still opportunities there for them to have a nice year and, uh, you know, put up some wins and, Go, go beyond bowl eligibility.
1: There's a path for them to win the Big Ten West. You know, I think they can put together if their offense starts to click, at least in the passing game, a little bit more, and their running backs are healthy enough to get through these next three games. I think you chalk up loss at Ohio State, given the fact that they're a college football playoff-type team. Uh, but then you could come into the Axe game at 5-3, and three, and Wisconsin, who has Ohio State this weekend, uh, if, they, if things go to chalk for them, Then you have not only the Axe on the line uh, when they come to Minneapolis just after Thanksgiving, but you have a potential chance to go to Indy if the Gophers win that game. And it also gets some help from Iowa, which has an even worse offense than the Gophers have showed and have a a difficult game against Rutgers. I know that might sound weird, but that's a good team uh, in New Jersey. Then the stage is set for the Gophers to, to win the Axe and win the West. It's it's right there, and you know it, it includes you know winning three in a row and winning a rivalry game and getting some help from Iowa, uh, but that's what a win against the Hawkeyes is able to do for you, in a, you know a, a not a great West, a, a mediocre West. A, you, know, uh, you know there are more uh, adjectives out there that are more disparaging about the quality of this division, but it includes your two rivals and you win both rivalry trophies. You could be playing for more, like you said, beyond bowl eligibility and playing in Indy for a you know, Big Ten championship game.
2: Andy Grider joining us, uh, available online, TwinCities.com. He'll be at Huntington Bank Stadium tomorrow, two thirty kickoff against Michigan State. That game will be on BTN. Uh, Andy, uh, some loons news as well. Uh, there, there have been a lot of big changes, and uh, Manny Lagos gets a new role.
1: Yeah, so he's you know he's kind of taken a a, a backseat on some of the sporting stuff. Uh, that has happened with this club and and adrian heath has taken on more responsibility uh, to not just become a head coach but a manager and that happened a few years ago Manny still was was involved in some sporting things now manny goes you know more into a a business type role and uh that's clears the way for a new general manager uh and a new head coach and what it sounds like is this move of manny to the, the business side uh more you know visionary uh ambassador type role is it paves the way for a new, fresh start on the sporting side. And a general manager that comes in and is able to have his vision for what he wants this club to play like on the field, uh, from the first team down to the academy, to the type of players, to the type of staff. And this gives him the opportunity to to make it in his own image and, and provide the identity that best fits what this club should be as as a middle market team in a, cap, in a salary cap league. And then that goes in turn to, to hiring a new head coach. So this is kind of a... A rearranging, a little bit of palace intrigue, uh, to show kind of the responsibility that I think the general manager is going to have in the new structure once they once they make that hire. Once Sherry Ballard, CEO, and, and Bill McGuire, the owner, uh, decide to pull the trigger on who that person that can best put their vision together for this club to be more successful than a than a above average, mostly a playoff team over Adrian Heath's meet of his tenure.
2: And, Andy, do you get a sense of a timeline or is the league kind of in a holding period with playoffs, et cetera, or are they actively actively pursuing candidates for the general manager's role?
1: Uh, that's that's difficult to say right now. Okay. Um, I think it sounds like Cherry Ballard, the CEO, is going to maybe uh, give an update next week on, on where things stand, okay. but there hasn't been any news breaks. Uh, yeah, like you said, the playoffs are just starting here. The weekend for MLS. Uh, roster decisions are a little bit more delayed than they usually are, so not everyone uh, has to be making decisions when it comes to the roster for next year. Some of that is already in place, so there's a little bit of time. Uh, we're only you know a week out of the season here, you know they just lost uh, a week ago, so things are very fresh. Uh, but I'd imagine things will, you know, move. Uh, I would hope quickly because there are some big decisions that need to be made, and the and the and the transfer window opens this winter, and and. You know, training camp starts in, in early January, as like usual.
2: All right, Andy, always great. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is Andy. Greater Pioneer Press online, TwinCities.com. Joining us here on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll put a wrap on the hour. Much more to come on a Friday night. Steve in for Henry here on News Talk. 830-WCC. All the news, all the weather at 7. Stick around for that. And then uh, next hour we're we're going to have a little fun. How is your week we'll, we'll We'll get into that next hour uh by the way, we talked uh Dean Phillips and his announcement. Congressman Dean Phillips representing the third here in Minnesota, uh announced his run for president and Chad Hartman visited with uh Mr. Phillips earlier in the day that is available online at w c c o radio Dot com, We invite you to check that out, and, of course, we invite you to stick around. Uh, by the way, Game 1 of the World Series tonight, Arizona and Texas. Former President George W. Bush threw out the first pitch at the game tonight. Once again, Rangers-Diamondbacks in the World Series starting tonight. Once again, the news in a moment.